and welcome everyone this is the now the 17th episode i believe of the army of smartness podcast i'm your co-host ryan and with me as always the garfunkel to my oats mr jd how are you sir i'm doing well doing well looking forward to using that loophole if we're talking about garfunkel and oats um yeah no 17 i i don't know i've lost count i'm out of fingers and toes that's all i can tell you that on that one out of finger what wait now 17 huh. I, i've lived a life my friend i have lived a life has abby been beating you <clears throat> well i mean this is an audio podcast so i can't blink once for yes uh so <clears throat> we'll just leave it at that <laughs> all right well we want to thank everybody for joining us again we had a such a great time with a watch along last time we figured we'd do it again uh this uh this episode of course we are talking about the uncensored doomsday cage match from 1996, which took place in March, 1996 in Tupelo, Mississippi, home, home of the King. That's right. I believe. Yeah. That and was I a, believe he was, he was born in Tupelo as I understand it. Yeah. Born in a one room shack, something like that. Shotgun shack. They call shotgun, it shotgun. Yeah. Shack he had a twin, I believe. Right. Uh, uh, Aaron, something like that. And he, he, a twin that died in childbirth. Yes. Uh, like so Elvis Presley is actually a natural blonde. I heard that. Uh, yeah. And so he, heard. Uh, he actually had to dye his hair, I believe, weekly or every two weeks. Uh, well, I mean, it's just shoe polish. It's fine. Yeah. So we know a whole bunch of useless facts about the king. Of course, I'm not the only one. There's quite, he has a, a little bit of a following. Uh, really? Are you, yeah. Huh. You know, uh, not, to, not to get off on a tangent here, but I was talking to someone who, uh, you can't call them Elvis impersonators. They are tribute artists. Mm. And he was telling me that there are Elvis tribute artists that have million dollar contracts uh, that actually record his songs and get paid millions of dollars a year. And to be honest, oh. with you, I don't. When you uh, said million dollar contract, I assume the mafia or something put a hit on them for that amount. I apologize. I had a different perception of what you well, meant. Uh, well, you know, that would make sense because Elvis is still alive. Of course, with Tupac. Yeah. Still making music to this day. And Buddy Holly. Why not? I'm sure. just saying. He just turned into Rivers Cuomo and started and started Weezer. I'm just saying. I didn't see their body in that picture. It's true. It's a good point. Wow. But anyways, we want to thank everybody for joining us again. I really want you to join us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Army of Smartness, and our email, armyofsmartness at gmail.com. If you are so inclined, I hope you are. You should be, because this is great content that we're putting out here. I really would. We're also going to hear about Elvis, really. Yeah, Elvis in Tupelo, Mississippi, and well, considering considering everything else that we're going to talk about, doesn't seem so weird. But we really want to thank everybody for following us right here, and also if you feel so inclined, please give us that five star review. That'll get you a shout out, and you can send us a request, and you'll move you to the front of the line for the next one. So, anyways, JD, let's uh, let's hit some topics that's going around right now. NWA stalwart Mr. Mm. Nick Aldis yes. is leaving NWA. The former uh, Magnus uh, and current Mr. Mickey James. Current Mr. Mickey James, uh, can't hate him for that. Honestly, oh hey, no players play, shooters shoot. That's uh, at NWA. Uh, their most recent per pay-per-view this past weekend uh, featured a three-way match between Tyrus, Matt Cardona, and Trevor Murdoch. And of course, looking at that card, I'm saying, 
yeah the one that we should put the title on is tyrus <laughs> um not the hottest name in independent wrestling today uh matt cardona now not uh not to belittle anything that mr tyrus aka brodus clay has done in the wrestling business or well, on maybe fox, call his mama or on fox news uh <laughs> by the way the 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 idea that this nwa 10 pounds of gold now 20 pounds of gold because it's got to go around him now the fact that it's going to debut on fox news it that's that's hilarious <laughs> because, i'll have my mom tell me all about it <laughs> well that that's that's if she stays up late because i think he comes on red eye uh if i remember correctly i have no idea but uh if it's not paw patrol or bluey i couldn't tell you too much about it yeah days. i was uh there was a, a run sheet for the upcoming royal rumble that's been going around on the internet and i saw that nick aldis and matt cardona was on it as oh, a there you um, go. I don't know if it's legit or not. That's just out there on the interwebs. The and, Long Island uh, Ice Z coming back. All right. Potentially. I mean, Potentially. I mean I'm, I'm a fan of Matt Cardone. I mean, you really got to respect what the man has done. Uh, probably he's had the best indie run since at least Cody. Yeah, uh, oh, certainly since Cody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, he's made quite a name for himself. Like, I don't, I wonder if he would be taking a pay cut to come to WWE. Well, he says that his, uh, his best, um years in terms of money has been since he's left wwe now well, his best years in terms of a lot of things have you seen his bride oh yeah she looks uh strikingly like uh eliza dishku yeah uh, i can see that okay yeah. and and i was i was so i'm i'm in their little uh the major wrestling figure podcast group on facebook and well, excuse me made a joke, name dropper but, yeah i'm a major mark what can i say but uh anyways the the we we make this joke that you know he looks like bradley cooper they look like eliza dishku and that's just a, a match made in hell uh yeah ugly so. ugly children gonna come from that union oh yeah no, nothing hideous nothing yeah. nothing well, i mean he, it wasn't too much of a slouch prior to that with uh as i hear old emma speaking of returns uh emma back on the scene wwe yeah emma's hear back. correctly all right and it, sans the stupid dance gimmick do we still are we still doing the stupid dance gimmick be honest with you i don't know okay uh, I, I guess i missed her uh debut and i think that that's another thing if matt cardona comes back then chelsea green Awkward. uh chelsea green is yeah, theoretically going to make that comeback as well or people were suggesting that she may now has she been in wwe tell or smart me up on yeah that. they uh she was in nxt for a while and then she okay. date she debuted as the pandemic was happening uh she stayed there roughly six seven months after matt had been fired and then she herself got fired just after they made two uh, little basic figures of her oh but so no any, no elites so far for chelsea no elites for chelsea but what was uh, her what was her name in WWE? what was her vince name it's chelsea green oh it's still okay wow yeah she was is that uh, her I actual think, is that her government name Okay, so she got she to take had that a, with her. Yeah, she had a gimmick on the Indies as the hot mess. And uh, half, basically, right? she was crazy and anyways, wore lipstick all around. And anyways, but when she comes into WWE, for one reason or another, Vince allows her to keep the government name and hmm. such is life. 
say la vie, as they say. Now, Magnus or um, Aldous, as he ha- he has not had a WWE run, has he? Or if it was, I don't remember it. I think he's done some dark matches, but I do not. But think not he's a had proper a, nothing of any. Okay. Of, of any. Uh, That'd be interesting to, to see. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, I you know, as much as they say opposites make the best clashes uh i refer you to the television show frazier where niles and frazier clashed like cats and dogs decide decide despite being exactly the same i could see aldis and mv M- mjf having a, a delightful feud in, in aew if he decides not to go to wwe well, you know aldis and cody had a great match for the nwa title yeah in nashville if i'm not mistaken uh, right i mean that's i mean it's it's wrestlemania worthy oh no uh, it's excellent I, I have seen that and that would that, that was about five years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, AEW has been around for what three? So yeah, three. About, so about 2019. Four. So yeah, it was prior to AEW. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think yeah. he left in what 17, 18. So yeah. So good. About four or five. You're right. So what, how about yourself, uh, there, Ryan? What you've been up to of late? I understand. Speaking of the king, uh, you had a little little run in with a king-like figure yourself. I did. I, uh, I went to the Adam Sandler concert here in Savannah last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it featured Adam Sandler, Kevin Nealon, uh, oh, David, wow. David Spade, Rob Schneider, um, Sarah Sherman from SNL. Sarah Sherman. Uh, she's Sarah Sherman. current SNL. Oh yeah. I have no idea. That is. Yeah. I didn't know her either. Uh, she uh, was, let's see if I recognize her. She was pretty good. And I do not recognize her okay and uh also the uh i think jonathan mcclawfey i think is his name he played the cockeyed guy from uh that played the linebacker on uh waterboy waterboy yeah okay well, that's a that's a packed lineup right there i saw uh the pictures on, on facebook when the ghost pirates gave uh sandman and and schneider and spudley some uh ghost pirate swag some jerseys there I didn't realize they were going to be there. Um, and you were discussing before we got on the air about Schneider uh, being a talented singer. He's an interesting dude. I don't know if you have listened to Dana Carvey and David Spade's uh, podcast called Fly on the Wall. He was a guest on They have a lot of old SNL people on it. Uh, he was a guest on I was like, ah, this isn't really going to be very good. I'm not really interested. I was going to skip the episode. Happened to, to flip it on. Really just an engaging and, and interesting fella. So I would recommend that to you uh, when you're not listening to Army of Smartness, obviously, once you've caught up in all those episodes and, and yes, run through four or five times. Uh, jump on Fly on the Wall, available wherever fine podcasts are stolen. Uh, Dana, Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade Spudley, as uh, Dennis Miller would call him, apparently. Learned that on the on the podcast as well. Yeah, he, uh, of course, Adam did the the song. I don't know if you've heard the one on Netflix, the one that he did for Chris Farley um lunch lady no it's a <laughs> it's a really sweet tribute to oh no chris farley that. and it, you can watch it uh it's on yeah, i don't want to cry i'm not i'm not really over that bro <laughs> yeah, so, i'm uh, talking i'm talking boohoo and ugly cry uh now would you put it on the same level as uh randy savage's perfect friend uh tribute song to mr perfect this <laughs> tribute rap you are my perfect friend. Yeah, I was right crying. I was, I was crying, but for a different reason on that one. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, there's not too many rap songs or any songs in general that you you sneak the word gregarious into, uh, but Macho was able to do that on his album there. But yeah, I, I just uh, great concert, and I, I'm really sorry that I missed out on the Macho Man concert, uh, rap concert. Apparently, he did. A I few. had the CD literally. I, I bought it uh, when it came out back what, in the day. What in the I hell for? <laughs> For just a time just such as this, I will uh, have to get you. I'll burn you a copy, so I have to find a blank CD and something capable of burning CDs in 2022. Well, um, you, you know, you can burn that copy, and then I'll like actually burn that copy. But no, you <laughs> that should be a topic for the show. Just the diss track of "Be a Man," Hogan. Like the the diss track on there is, is worthy of uh, a, a listen along. Yeah, I got you. Never thought uh, Hogan would go out like a chump. Hulk Hogan, he's a real big punk. Oh, yeah, but, it's, it's good. But, yeah, the Rob Schneider sang a wonderful Elvis song. and Which one? Uh, Not Love Me Tender. It was... Oh, that's uh, a good one. But uh, it, I, I can't, can't help falling in love with you? No. Um, um, I'm sorry. I the I, If I listen to it, I can... Sing it. You sing a, just hum a few bars for us. I'm not an Elvis guy. But I know I knew uh, that more of a Beatles guy. Song. Oh yeah, way way more of a Beatles guy. Okay, but um, well, there are Elvis men and there are Beatles men, as uh, Pulp Fiction taught us. Yeah. Well, anyways, so we're uh, not to get sidetracked on the wonderful splendor that is both the King and the Beatles and Rob Schneider. We got to get to this watch along that we're doing here. And watch it along. If you if you listened to us last week, guys. What we're doing here is setting up and you're going to get, pull out your peacock, get it to the timestamp that we have right here. Wait for us to say play and then watch along with us. What you want to unwind and give a little context here uh, before we head in, or we want to do that during the, the insanity that is the uh, doomsday cage match. Should we get smart before or get smart during? Oh, we can go ahead and get smart right now. Let's get, let's get smart. Let's get, let's make like Don Adams and get smart. Let's prime it up. All right. Talking smart. Today is a relevant term uh, for the disaster piece that we're going to bear witness to, uh, that we're going to inflict on an unsuspecting public. And that the term for the day is Booker. Um, not Booker T, who is a fine, fine Hall of Fame pro wrestler uh, in and of himself in his own right. Uh, but the Booker is the person who sets up the matches he says okay this guy's gonna you know wrestle this guy think of dana white in the ufc that sort of thing only a step further because the uh the events are predetermined in the old days the booker would come up with okay wrestler a is going to wrestle wrestler b in such and such city with such and such stipulation this is going to be the finish okay you guys fill in the rest right um now in the more modern era it seems to be that the bookers and now writing staff because wb doesn't really have a booker as such in the classical sense they have the writing team they literally crank out scripts word for word for the talent um which some people like some people hate personally i think you're going to get you know you're going to get a lot fewer strikeouts but you're also going to get a lot fewer home runs that way um you're going to get you know base knocks pretty consistently so the booker basically would say, all right, Ryan, you're going to wrestle JD 
Ryan, you're going to go over at 15 minutes and 37 seconds or 30 of them. Yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah. 15 minutes, 30 seconds of the match with, you know, a roll up, how y'all get there is up to you. And the, the promos leading up to it pretty much up to you. Here's some bullet points. You're going to be in, you know, Biloxi and it's going to be a no holds barred match. Go. Y'all don't like each other because of whatever reason, go, you know, sell me some tickets. Uh, that has kind of gone by the wayside, unfortunately, in the era where live events aren't really the draw anymore. It's the TV show and the uh, now what we have premium live events used to be called pay-per-views. Uh, they drive the market more. So it's more um, rehearsed and more uh, more procedural, I guess you'd say. Uh, but the booker would be the man who kept the book, hence the, hence the name, the book that had all the matches and the finishes written down on it. Um, and was pretty much in charge of the creative direction of a promotion. And that is today's Talking Smart. Well, as far as a booker is concerned, mm. Kevin Sullivan. He certainly had, was one. He had, he had his moments. And then he had his moments. Uh, we will this, see one of the latter, I think, today. This would be a moment um so uncensored Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this yeah i've 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 heard it uh i've heard the story foretold the prophecy etched in stone as uh mr sullivan said as the de facto leader not actually the leader at the time the dungeon of doom king uh, curtis yeah was in charge he was calling the real shots the master the ma uh, yes, the master in terms of Dungeon of Doom. Was this all brought on by the fact that I wore a Dungeon of Doom shirt during last week's podcast? Oh, yeah, I, like... I didn't. I didn't know you. Did you wear oh, one? Okay, I did. As mm. a matter of fact, I wore a Dungeon of Doom T-shirt. Uh, well, I mean, when you say Dungeon of Doom, do you mean like WCW Dungeon of Doom or yeah. okay? With the, there's a big dragon on it, snakes on the side. My my daughter was quite taken with it. Okay, uh, I happen to be wearing an Atlanta Braves shirt today so we could do a worst worst to first overview next week if you'd like to do that well, you know it's on, it's on the plate uh but yes so a little primer for this this is wcw uncensored 1996 takes place march 24th 1996 in tupelo mississippi at the tupelo coliseum mm -hmm. over nine thousand people in attendance for this this is wcw's answer at the time to wrestlemania 11 mm -hmm. same night you, i believe it was around yeah and or thereabouts thereabouts and so the idea was that uh hey we'll have an event that is going to just be must see they're gonna they're gonna see this uh, cage match that we're gonna do this unlike anything that we've ever done and thankfully will be unlike anything that we hopefully never see again um, but anyway, so to, to prime this up right here, we've got uh, Hulk Hogan in 1996 It's still the red the week yellow. prior to WrestleMania 12. Sorry. Week yes. one week prior. Yes. So this is the, the Hulk Hogan, the still the red and yellow, still the white meat baby face to say your prayers, eat your vitamins, take your roids, mm -hmm. uh, and deny. it wasn't specific about which vitamins and, be and, fair. and deny everything. And, and so at this point in time, as you mentioned, Kevin Sullivan is booking. Uh, 
we have in WCW at the time, we have the four horsemen to an extent. Uh, there is Ric Flair, there's Arn Anderson, there's also Lex Luger at the time. And then we also have the Dungeon of Doom. The Dungeon of Doom is a fact was a faction in WCW created around at the Halloween Havoc of 1995. Uh, that is when King Curtis, as you mentioned earlier, uh, calls after Kevin Sullivan after a match at Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc and asks for Sullivan, my son. Yeah, like that. It just like that, and it's really good. So it, it's really, really, really bad. And King Curtis, obviously, well known in the territories. Uh, Curtis Iakea uh, has a, a a son at that point. I don't know if I guess Prince Iakea is still around. Uh, well, yeah, but this is not they are not actual relations. Well. Right? Prince Kalakimaki, as uh, Jericho would call him famously. Well, I I, I assumed at the time that 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 he pulled. Well, that they maybe that maybe what they were going for, but that's yeah. not. He wasn't actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got Curtis Iakea, who is at that point in time is one of the most ruthless guys in the territories. Uh, who comes into WCW? He's covered in a whole bunch of weird paint and latex. And uh, is, is the de facto founder of the uh, Dungeon of Doom. And the Dungeon of Doom features such notable uh, members as the man with no name, the Zodiac, which is the same guy. Yeah, I'd say that's the same people. Bro Brother Brutus. Was he the butcher in, uh, in, in Dungeon yes, of Doom too, or was that prior to that? No, he was a man with no name before he was, uh, before he as he joined well i'm saying like he had i feel like in about nine months ten months worth of time he had three different gimmicks he had the butcher he had the um zodiac oh excuse me as you said the man with no name the zodiac and then the fourth one the booty man was booty right man. on the heels of this yeah um actually at this in this show he's the booty man well none of which were ever explained uh, no no with, it's uh, clearly the same guy um yep. And at least with the disciple, he had the beard so he could fake it. Like, I really honestly didn't realize that was who that was for the longest time uh, as I was watching it live. But yeah, um, the disciple in WCW, or excuse me, in NWO, it's all Ed Leslie is the point. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, BTFB. Strutting and cutting, baby. Strutting and cutting. BTFBB. Um, so, yeah it also features uh, kamala as well as the faces mm -hmm. affair which is ming and barbarian yes uh, also there is for this one at least uh there is a man from hulk hogan's past that's right z gangsta the legendary z gangsta formerly zeus of no holds barred fame uh, or debo of friday fame uh whether whichever you may remember uh tony tiny lister as uh, but yeah, large, large man. And it's funny to me, uh, when we last saw him in professional wrestling, he was teamed up with Macho King Randy Savage and, and Sensational Queen Sherry. Uh, is the eye of madness. Yeah, look into the eye of madness. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> to see him now squaring off against the Macho Man, a little bit of a 
change in direction. I was like, hey, maybe he'll just come up. Hey, Macho, I know you. Let's 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 hook back up, buddy. Let's be on the same side again. But no. And this also and this lovely pay-per-view also featured a man by the name of uh, ultimately his was named the ultimate solution what are, i don't think you're you're properly presenting that there we've, we've got all these folks from from uh, hulk hogan's past we've got you know john tenta the former uh, earthquake as the shark now we've got brother brutai and we have the ultimate solution sorry i didn't mean to mislead you that uh, someone else ultimate might have been coming in there <laughs> well he but, uh, originally had the unfortunate name of the final solution yeah you uh, can't do that which obviously wcw came under some heat from jewish organizations as that was uh well that was a rather unfortunate name a bit of uh, a loaded term bit of a loaded term although uh, i will say this he looked good in that and those hugo boss tights that, that yeah. was that was good yeah it doesn't uh, to put things in perspective the ultimate solution is also he he played bane and batman and robin so you well, get he's an been a wrestler for a long time he's jeep swinson in the uh, world class days well um, yeah nobody remembers that but uh, i do <laughs> i'm old and i work with children yeah and so the ultimate solution uh it looks like you could probably put a kick me sign on his back and he'd never be able to take it off because those arms yeah. aren't reaching behind him Jesus, and, that guy was massive. And he's unfortunately just, passed away. God rest. Not too long after this. Back uh, in the next year, paper, I think. Yeah, fact, he dies of a heart attack. He was an avid sterile user. Of course, you you didn't. Well, he didn't, no, he didn't have to no tell kidding. you. He didn't have to tell you that. But right, no. <laughs> um, which yeah, the heart can only take so much. I'm, I'm sorry which makes the question. He must have died before Batman and Robin came out. Didn't it come out in '98? <sighs> I, it was 97 or 98. I don't remember. Cause that was the point where I checked out. Like I was a big fan of until Batman forever. Then when Batman, around, this sucks. Like I was old enough to realize, Oh my God, this sucks. So uh, hang on a second. I'm going to look it up for you. It is 97 when it came out. Uh, let's see when it actually debuted here. Debuted. Let's hit up the old Wikipedia. June. Um, was it June? It'd be a summer. Yeah. It's uh, June 12th um for the limited release and then the wide release june 20th now let's check out jeep swenson he died in august of 97 so august uh, yeah so he enjoyed so the he, glory of bane for two months basically so yeah he's he he was there for the premiere and not much else yeah god rest but his soul god rest his soul uh only four really, years old Good yeah Lord. you and that's the thing you really couldn't do a whole lot with him of course you really couldn't do a whole lot with a whole lot of people in this match well you couldn't do a whole lot to him certainly um but yeah he's uh the the ultimate solution similar to but legally distinct from the ultimate warrior uh which will actually we got several similar but legally distinct from uh issues here in this match but he and z gangsta wind up being held sort of in reserve they're not out at the beginning they're, they're the second wave mm -hmm. uh, of the alliance to end hulkamania for obvious reasons jeep probably got about a good 30 seconds maybe up to a minute minute and a half in him before he's totally gassed and not the way he liked um and then tony lister obviously not even a wrestler of any description uh a movie actor as my my grandmother would say you can see why these guys were not out here the whole time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So 
to explain the premise of what the doomsday cage match was good luck it is a three it is a three level cage match up on the cage you actually have two scaffolds that are on either side of it and oh by the way the cage is actually right next to the entrance stage and nowhere right. near the ring nope although uh, there is a ring in it at the bottom there is a ring in it at the bottom so two rings it, not connected and like 30 yards apart and it uh it's it's really something that uh i i just don't when i was a kid i distinctly remember looking at this oh that looks cool now i'm older and now i'm like how is this gonna work and it, it turns out it doesn't anything. yeah the floor of the two upper levels is still just chain link so you step on it you sink into it it's yeah. and we'll see here uh as we watch it as we go along Arn anderson no one's fool no no he comes out in a full body sweatsuit like thick old school sweatshirt material uh while he's up in the top portions of the, of the he's not getting snagged on this thing Arn anderson is way too smart for you he's the, he's not going to fall yeah this. and this match there's nobody in this match that's less than i'd say 250 uh oh, flair uh, he's, flair, yeah, flair's two, 230 225 230 somewhere in that ballpark probably yeah but if that actually i mean that's his build weight so you probably take about 15 20 pounds off of that because he is not a tall dude he's 510 yeah um, listed at six one so he's probably five yeah no he's not six he's never yeah it, depending on the what which alligator shoes he's wearing maybe he hits six one but uh he's closer to five ten in actual life i believe um but you know and it's solidly built at this time especially um so yeah i'd give him a solid 220 well and it just just keep in mind two years later i believe we we see uh mankind go through one of these cages mm -hmm. uh, with not uh, this actual cage but you know a cage so yeah a similarly can, constructed can cage i can see this is actually way more better constructed than the hell in the cell was turns out yeah because that wasn't supposed to happen no yeah but, well they uh, actually had to reinforce this one on the bottom a little bit because there is a trap door in the first the, the top level cage the floor of that one has a trap door in it yeah so it's got to be somewhat reinforced to hold up the hinges and stuff but, yeah so the, the point in this is to start at the top of the cage the the third tier work your way down to the second and then the first and then get out and then if you get out you win well uh, the point is actually to make the audience say what the what is this crap and, and it worked and, marvelously and in that vein it worked flawlessly yeah uh because there is no point in any of this where i just think this is great uh, I mean, we're, we're, this is like billy madison level we are all now dumber for having seen this i mean it, it's but, yeah anyways the whole pay-per-view is just really bad uh, unfortunately there's only about one match on here that's worth a damn the rest of them not good at all uh well two the chicago street fight and then the belfast bruiser and yeah the harlem heat and uh yeah and the legion of doom here uh Road Every, warriors excuse me everything else is just bad 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 the bad 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 and yeah. so well you know but as it relates to our our word of the day kevin sullivan was the booker during this time uh, well known for booking heat being very good at doing so uh but i think 
some of the business had sort of passed Kevin by at this point, although he would sort of have a career renaissance as the New World Order got going. Compare, I just want our viewers and listeners at home, uh, if you have viewers, that's creepy because we're not taping this. Um, but I want our listeners to compare this to just two months later. This is the crap we have in WCW. Two months later, Scott Hall walks out to the ring in Macon, Georgia, and, and uh, establishes the NWO. And I mean, WCW just took off like a, a skyrocket at that point. Um, but this is what they were working with at the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, there's really not a whole lot that we can say outside of that. I think it's best if we just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, it's enough soliloquy in, as uh, Dusty would say, and let's just... Yeah, let's get this over with. All right. So those of you that are watching along, we're going to be WCW uncensored on Peacock. It's going to be season, season two, two yeah. episode one. We're going to be at two hours, seven minutes and 39 seconds. That's two hours, seven minutes and 39 seconds. JD, give us a countdown. All right. And we'll start off at a three, a two, one play. All right, the 1997 level digital graphics opening up on the empty ring here. Bobby the Brain Heenan in a leather jacket because you never know what could happen. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream with his best Carl Childers look buttoned all the way up to the top here. Tony Schiavone in a tuxedo for unexplained reasons. Yeah. They, uh, well, I just got to love that bow tie that Tony has on. Mm-hmm. He was that's a men's that, warehouse special all yeah. day long. Yeah, it's just uh he looks like he's about to recommend the special. Well, Bobby has the black shirt with the white collar. He looks almost like a priest. Yeah. With with a motorcycle. So if you remember the Dan Aykroyd, the short-lived sitcom Soul Man, that's kind of what he looks like here with the uh the leather jacket and the the priest collar. And this is March in Tupelo. That can't be too cold in there, can it? Bobby's got to be sweating pretty good, I would think. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, is, is, is Tupelo cold? Never been to Tupelo. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't, it doesn't strike me as, as a cold place. Right. I so I, that... I would think you got to be a little hot under, that, uh, under the lights and the leather jacket. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's why the black shirt, you can't see him sweating. I mean, shout out to Dusty for showing up in blue jeans. Blue jeans and a double-breasted uh, blazer as though D Dusty needed to look any wider. And then a black shirt buttoned up all the way to the top. And you know how Bobby just, look at the body language. It's just, it's all, it's not just words for him. We we talk about him being such a wordsmith, but right. he, he talks just as much with his body as he does his mouth. You see exasperation here in the body language and the facials of Bobby. And you see that anytime the name Hulk Hogan is mentioned uh, for, you know, 20 years. It's fantastic. He, again, I think I mentioned it here and I'll mention it again. This is Hulk Hogan's greatest feud, not against any wrestler. It's against Bobby Heen. And now we've got uh, Michael Buffer here. Uh, what do you make, about 30, 40 grand for this? Yeah, the, uh, Bischoff was asked about this. He, oh, this is 1996, all right. You got that button cover up at the top there for the tuxedo. Oh, my goodness, no tie, no nothing. 
That yeah. is that is a very specific point in time. Is this a Mississippi thing that that I'm not aware of? What? Like the the button the no tie. The button cover. No, no, no. This was a very ninety five ninety six thing. That, that and uh. for two years, people lost their damn minds and thought they didn't need ties and thought that you know formal wear would be just fine with a button cover on the top button. They were all incorrect but i remember in late the late 90s when i worked at a menswear store they still had those things no one ever got them anymore but the you know the very brief run here uh is a 95 96 thing you'll see chris benoit uh, wearing that when the horsemen reunite and was it 98 he still Mm -hmm. has his from this era and it's very woefully out of fashion at that point so this is actually the point where I'm old enough to actually start following storylines mm-hmm. and it, you know, it makes a little bit more sense to me. I, I would be, so you make sense out of this. You're a better man than I. Well, just in general, not this specifically, mm-hmm. but this is, uh, also you got to keep in mind that God, look at this structure here. Yeah. The, not only that, but I mean, look at the room that it's taking up. There's so many seats that you could have sold right there. Well, not just Instead that. Well, of, I mean, it's up by the entrance, but also the people anywhere but right along the ramp can't see crap, especially when you get down to the bottom uh ring here. Cause like, why is this? Well, the the people that are spending the most Ladies. money, the, the people that are spending the most money are the ones that are out there by the actual ring. Mm-hmm. right exactly they can't see any they're on ground level trying to look back at this thing and can't see anything and so really the cheap seats right here had the best seats in the house yeah uh, well all right so we got a total package lex luger we got the ta- the games ma- or the task masker at this point kevin sullivan we got arn anderson fully suited in a sweatsuit ni- nitro sweatshirt and all uh we've got rick flair in his Green Bay Packers attire with the green trunks and yellow boots. And for some reason, Miss Elizabeth and woman are ascending all the way to the top with this foursome. Why the valets are going all the way to the top of the cages is something I did not understand on watching this first time. And I still don't understand it now because they just walk right back down and you can see them run off when Hogan's about to come out. Yeah. I just, <laughs> poor Pee-wee. Like, what is it? Poor Peewee's up there at the top. <laughs> Uh, well, at least he doesn't have to wear a referee camera uh, and try and do this. And keep in mind. Now why here, is there a, a referee at the top? Can you win at the top or don't you have to get all the way down to the bottom? I don't know. Are you going to DQ somebody? Is there a, a, a yeah, uh, are there rules no, he's in charge. Really he's in charge of the door. The trap door thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I remember it will get there at the end. Like the, the ending left me completely confused. I didn't know what the hell to think. So we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, Arn's like, yeah, I'm not getting slammed on this with my bare skin. I'm not a dummy. So, I, God love Arn Anderson. And Arn Anderson is afraid of heights, and he's he's on the third floor here. And yeah, so you get what you'll, you'll out, for those not watching us watching along with us. You got Arn and Rick at the very top. The level beneath that, you have the faces of fear with the Taskmaster and Luger. So four, two guys at the top, four in the middle, and in the bottom right now, there's nobody in it. But essentially, the idea is Hogan and Savage will have to descend through the, you know, the levels here, like it's the Palace of Fu Manchu or some crap, uh, and get all the way down to the bottom, and then they can win, right? They can't win at any of the previous states. So this is TNA before TNA exists with the overbooked crap. 
Yeah, it's uh, needlessly and, confusing match stipulation. And by the way, Z Gangster and the Ultimate Solution are nowhere to be found. That really yeah, they're was, not here yet. That really was not explained as to why. Nor um, was the fact they keep referring to Brian Pillman being somewhere, and he never shows up during any of this. Well, the so Hogan wanted Brian Pillman to be a part of this. He wanted well, Brian again, very smart. He did not. Want Brian <laughs> actually, his plan was for Pillman. Uh, to actually he was going to have pillman on the bottom floor hogan was going to hit him with the boot the leg and get the one two three uh even though no. even though you're supposed to escape to win and pillman, well, we'll get to that we'll get there we'll get there pillman pillman just basically told him to go f himself he wasn't going to do that uh, which is the which is well, the right no, wait, wait a second wait a second let me clear let me back back up here hulk aloysius hogan wanted to work with someone and wanted to defeat that person in the ring. One, two, three. Are you kidding me? You're no, you're ribbing. That's not true. Yeah, in '96. Nah, in any year. But yeah, it's '96, '86, the year six. I don't care. Six AD. Hogan was going over, brother. So the the show here drew nine thousand fans, and about seventy three hundred of them uh, were actually paying uh, those poor individuals. So they had a gate. Well, not much else to do in Tupelo. I take it. So the gate here was actually 104,000, uh, which was actually an increase of the uncensored from last year in the same building. So they played Uh, about, uh, 20% of Hogan's taking for the night. Yeah. The, uh, the wrestling observer, uh, read we're off here. Here we go. Here we go. Tend to think that this is the worst pay-per-view of all time. Oh, they hadn't seen anything yet. How soon they forget <laughs> Halloween Havoc, but whatever. Oh, God. All right, so we got Macho Man tied up with, with Flair here. Flair with his chops in the corner, although there is no post, so he's just in the corner of the cage. Uh, and then there's just a kind of a pole running through the middle here as a support. And like I said, it's chain link on all four sides, including the top, it's all six sides, including the top and bottom. So no one has any footing here. You can see gaps in it. Every time they step, you can see gaps along the side. I don't trust this crap. You kidding me? Mm-mm. Not a chance at hell. Especially, you know, uh, Arn is a full-figured gentleman as, as we both are. I'm not doing that if I'm him. Not only that, but I'm about to run your face into the chain link and it's going to knock you out. Yeah. Right? No. It'll it'll scratch you up, but dude, it's not gonna put you on the ground. Well, not like unconscious. I mean, you might be holding your eyes for the blood running down into it, but no one's getting any juice here, right? If I if I'm remembering the match correctly, nobody juices here, which so much for uncensored. Um, yeah, but... yeah, and that and that's another thing. Uncensored. The the point of uncensored was that every match was supposed to be no DQ. Uh, However, there was actually a match earlier in the night that I believe ended in a DQ. Uh, yeah. I, f- I forget which one it was. I want to say. Oh, it, the Signer Brothers and, uh, and Nasty Boys fought to a no, a, a no decision, no contest. Yeah, it's, it's, which makes no sense for a no DQ. Uh, all right, whatever. Not, nothing really makes sense in this one. Well, it's, yeah, it's a fool who looks for logic in the chambers of the Doomsday Cage match. To, to quote Kevin Nealon, it's it's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Nealon, how's he doing these days? Hey, dude, he put on quite a show last night. I enjoy. I've always enjoyed his stand up. 
his his stand up tells a story and sort of works its way works its way back to like his first show. The original premise. Yeah, it's That's it's really good. good. Well, he's been doing it for a while. He, he knows what he's doing. Oh, watch out now! Now we're hulking up. We got the shirt off. Flair's trying to nowhere to go. No purchase for for Flair to find an escape here. Is this the week that Hogan forgot to dye his eyebrows? Man, those things are standing out. <laughs> he dyes his eyebrows? Doesn't he normally? I don't know. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Uh, I, I gotta, feel like he usually has blonde eyebrows, too. I gotta make sure to remember that next time I talk to him. Yeah, he's they're normally uh, normally dyed blonde like the rest of them. But yeah, this week he's got two dead caterpillars sitting above his eyes. I don't know what else he dies in there, Aston. Well, uh, uh, I do know from Rocky uh, three though that he does shave his chest hair because he had quite quite the chest rug going on as as Thunderlips, the Ultimate Man. So for those of you still following, we're still up the top, very top cage. Um, we still have Arn and and Rick doing their their little thing here um it's interesting we get two of four horsemen because benoit is a horseman at this point right as is pillman in 96 i believe so yeah so we don't have either of those guys uh in on the in the alliance to end hulkamania apparently only arn and rick are really cheesed off about it i'll tell you what man getting thrown into a chain link really takes it out of you apparently and these guys still have two levels left to go I like how in, in the commentary here, um, Hogan and Savage keep getting referred to as the mega force. Again, similar but legally distinct from the mega powers that they were in WWF. But by the time we get to the end of the match, though, Dusty and Tony have completely forgotten that it's supposed to be mega force and just straight up call them the mega powers. And I wonder if there's any lit litigation after this or threats thereof nah, they probably don't they, uh, they probably don't care <laughs> if like if this is the best they can do we're good yeah, by all <laughs> means make make people remember us as an alternative or, or, or you could look at it the other way it's like no you're not using our name on any of this crap <laughs> so yeah well so and, and, you know it's just interesting that the that the top like the top floor here is you know basically a flat the one beneath you is actually split in two so it's like a cage right. duplex there's, right yeah exactly <laughs> there's a that shared wall like in some hotel rooms yeah and so like if and if kevin that uh i was called it kevin nash kevin sullivan a little height disruption the, the taskmaster was saying this is the end of hulkamania why not just have them all in one at one time yeah one time yeah, yeah. you're splitting them off it's like i'll take you out with a single punch yeah, I mean, if you're gonna name your stipulation, why is it an eight on two chainsaw match? I mean, oh, just, look at you know, look at Arn with the figure four here. Yeah, and then they all get flipped. Am I ahead of you? Because that now they're all out of the figure four. I think you are a little bit. What's, what, what, what's your time code? Uh, my time is my own. I've got two twenty one fifty six fifty seven fifty eight. All right, I got you. Rick Flair just uh, just let loose a, an international object down to the oh and there's powder oh my goodness Hogan and Savage have been into the powdered donuts 
and they are heading down the trap door now. And it's very nice, very, very nice of the folks in the second level. Ming not paying any attention at all, looking completely away as Hulk Hogan descends right behind him. <laughs> Ming uh, hanging, hanging on for dear life. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it was very, very nice of the four guys in the middle ring to just not do anything while they were climbing down, uh, while Hogan and Savage were climbing down. Just let them do it. And here comes old Pee Wee. And apparently you can just make Oh, international people... object for, for Sullivan. Watch out. Oh, no! Uh -oh. Hogan picks up. Is that a roll of tape? No, brass knuckles. No, I just, I just like how you can make people run across. <laughs> across yeah, the... right. Yeah, yeah. The Irish whip with no ropes uh, from cage to cage. Yeah, Luger fed for an Irish whip across, running across chain link <laughs> with no ropes. And not only that, oh, but you have, to, you, have, you have to high step. Yeah, because, obviously you do. Because, because you're going to sink on, on this cage. <laughs> oh man this and there's is... a chain okay it wasn't a, it was not a uh brass it was a chain now oh kevin sullivan with the rarely seen reverse choke on hogan he's got the chain wrapped around the back of hogan's neck and choking the life out that's of gonna that, cause some bruising it is that that's a veteran maneuver they'll never see that coming because it doesn't do anything yeah and we got uh faces of fear versus savage here on the left uh ming and the barbarian at least ming is paying attention now still trying not to move too much as i can see uh oh this is bold right here Bar barb going for a pile driver on this uh chain link. Oh, oh only to be foiled by hogan it was nice we had the blondes in one cage and we had the brunettes in another section of the cage here for a while but now they've they've switched out by the way, folks, if you're not drinking already, start. Oh, you should be. I'm three three scotches deep at this point. I'm, I'm here with uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch IPA, which is a delicious a beer. Text by the way. Out there. No, she's tied up with two kids. She's not going to be able to get some old fashioned. Old fashioned the drink or old fashioned? Right, never mind. Mm -hmm. The world may never know. <laughs> nah, we know. <laughs> Just an old-fashioned uh, love song. How about that? A little three-dog night. Uh, you know, I believe in a thing called love. Well, the darkness is in me, too. So, I remember back in the day when, before they took all the fun out of everything, um, when you could put your own entrance music into wrestling video games. And uh, for a while there, uh, Matt Hardy had the uh, the darknesses, get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker, uh, as his entrance music. Um <laughs> during the edge Lita run of what, 2004, 2005, thereabouts. That's right here. It's, okay, so it's, we got Kevin Sullivan and Hogan out on the scaffolding outside the ring, the, the middle uh, cage here. And, you know, a very uh, tenuous position for, for Kevin. He, he's half over the, over the side of the scaffolding here. <laughs> god bless Just, kevin he's trying he is god bless him he's like you know what would have been you know what would have been amazing 10 years ago all of this with these exact same people um but here we are in 1996 instead of 1986 and it's like what is happening i mean you know gosh think think of you know you know one thing that i think 
would have been really good if we were able to put the fiend with like uh in this like match eight, yeah like I mean. 80s like 80s uh kevin sullivan put them together yeah. like but uh, fallen, like Florida, fallen kevin sullivan. yeah like fallen angel and all that um yeah the purple haze i think i think that would have that would have worked great well i mean also i mean there are any there are a number of points in time where the fiend would have fit in he would have fit, fit in with um what was dan spivey's uh character there for a while the cape fear character um uh, bray like, got the hawaiian shirts not, not um, the Waylon mercy Waylon mercy there you go that's like skyscrapers <laughs> no not the skyscrapers the Waylon, the wwf Waylon mercy gimmick which criminally underrated if, if dan hadn't been so beat up at that point i think that really oh. could have been something and we got Flair or Commonwealth Flair and Hogan were tying up, or excuse me, Hogan and Sullivan were tying up. Sorry, I apologize. And we got Luger and Savage. And now they're going to the main ring, the center ring, if you will. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Why? This is, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that this is a realization on Hogan's part right here is that these people that paid a whole bunch of money uh to be ringside are watching from a distance. So we need to bring it out to them. But I, I would say also though. What is the point of the salad steel cage if you just leave? The whole point is to keep everybody in the cage, and now they're just in the ring. It's like, yeah, well, these these folks out here, they want to see me give the boot and drop the leg, brother. Here it comes, brother. Oh, oh, the face stomp from Hogan. That, that's that's mean, Hogan. And Luger, uh, which so I believe. You, why, not... why would you get? Why would you ever get back in the cage at this point? Which I believe right. in 1993, uh, Lex Luger was voted as most popular wrestler by the uh, Observer. Was readers. that WWF or w, still WCW? That was WWF by that point, 93, right? It was right? 93, I want to say it was. Uh, well, the, not, the flying no, he forearm. Was, he was in, uh, no, 93, that would have been. Was he still WCW at that point? I think it's WCW. He didn't come until 94, right? Well, that, that was the big push with the uh, the USA Lex Luger, but I'm thinking the Narcissist Lex Luger may have been in 93. Again, Narcissist this was... comedy of freaking errors right here, and then two months later, the entire landscape of professional wrestling changes. Yeah, because 94 was WrestleMania 9, 90, 95 93. was 10, 95 was 10, 96 is 11. No, no, no 96 is 12, 95 is 11. 94 is 10, 93 is 9. Hmm. World Wrestling Federation, 1993, 1995. So mid-1993, Luger comes in um, as the narcissist. And the Royal Rumble, in fact. I'm sorry, not even the middle. The, he has the narcissist gimmick. Uh, 90, in Royal Rumble 93, and by mid-year that year, he's starting the All-American push because Hogan's gone. Okay, so it was WrestleMania 12 that was... Yeah, this is WrestleMania 12. This yeah, is a week prior okay. to... Yeah, yeah, not Not 11. I guess the theory here is that if WCW can trick you into buying this pay-per-view, you're not going to spend any more money on wrestling a week later. You're like, you know what? I wash my hands of all of this crap. And we're just not doing it. Well, I, I mean, unless they're it's, just... it's not the worst strategy they ever come up with. 
God almighty, they should have got this security guard to join, join the match. <laughs> you see this big bastard over here? He's over there to the left wearing a purple shirt. Big old boy. Has to see the uh, the key grip or whatever with the, with the wires right now. What's your time code? I, as soon as I said it, he just went off the screen. I'm at 229, 42, 43, oh, how am I get? How am I so much faster than you? I'm at 230, 42. I'm a full minute ahead of you. How did that happen? I just met I up with know. you. Am I running faster? Am I running a little hot? Two thirty forty two, you said. Yeah. Okay, I'm at two thirty fifty five, two thirty fifty six. I wonder if our time codes are different because I'm on a computer and yours is. You know what? That might be. I'm on. I'm on the Roku television. Okay. I'm just seeing Savage rolling into the main ring here. Yeah, that just happened. So yeah, I mean, there's at this point they're just in the ring, so there's not really much ridiculousness to describe other than typical WCW ridiculousness. Um, so I feel like we've kind of gone away from calling the match. As that, there, there's only so much that you can just say about this. I mean, it's just uh, it's just bad. Yeah, picture's worth a thousand words here. I mean, th would you say this is the low point of of WCW? Because as we've gone back in these watch-alongs. Even the famously bad moments, if you watch the rest of the show, there's some really good matches. Sort of uh, diamonds in the rough. We've, we've talked about Dustin well, Rhodes. So I think creatively, you would say that money-wise, I still think they're doing better than when, where they were in 93. Um, because, I mean, even, you know, once Hogan gets there, they're making more money. Like this, this, well, show, believe it, this show, believe it or not, made money. Well, they're actually having more they're having more income i don't know if they're making more money because you got to pay hogan half of it right out of the gate well it, it, hogan has a we talked about his contract in another episode mm -hmm. uh, he's he's guaranteed either five hundred thousand dollars or or a percentage of the gate whichever whichever one is more texas with a dollar sign which and this be. one i assume is five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, otherwise we'd be taking a bath here because if this grossed uh, or netted, or maybe it, maybe it was three hundred thousand. Anyways, it was a lot. A uh, large number divisible by a hundred thousand. Oh, he almost hit the kid there. Yeah, I saw that. That's uh, you don't do that. We also don't stand on the tracks of the trains coming through. I don't know what to tell you. It's got Hogan and Luger on the outside. Sullivan and, and Macho paired up here. We get the, the old double coconut. Oh, run them into each other. You know what? The guy with the purple shirt and the jeans that's in the crowd? No, it was on the back, so I was closer to the Because that was a hefty individual. I mean, if, if we're going back to the... Uh, no, I, I see who you're talking about. No, this is a, this is a black guy. He's over there uh, close okay. to the cage. And here comes the solution and Z Gangsta. Apparently got lost backstage. Jimmy Hart had to run fetch him. So here we go. Now, now business is about to pick up. Old Jeep's put on a little bit around the midsection since his world class days. Z Gangsta with a Vulcan nerve pinch on uh, on Savage here, and what appears to be a very early Apple Watch or Fitbit on on his wrist. It's just black tape. Well, it's just shiny and reflective. <laughs> 
and now they're leading them back to the to the lower ring cage for unknown reasons. I mean, beat him, you just beat them up right here in the ring. What do you? Why? Why bother with this? Because I don't think the the winning stipulations were ever actually explained, right? Because they keep saying that Hogan and uh, Savage just have to survive. What they never really elaborated uh, on what that means. Uh, Tony had explained that they have to actually exit the cage they from did that the bottom. Like, 15 minutes ago well they know they exited it from the second floor but there's no trap door from the second floor to the bottom floor uh, that there is in. there you is there is you can see it right there but no one's nobody's but gonna use it that's a hell of a fall i ain't taking that fall <laughs> well so they, they, the whole premise of this thing is to completely screwed from the finish from the uh, but i mean seriously though look at how high that i understand how high it is. is i'm not doing that either <laughs> I mean, Jeep can be standing on Z Gates' shoulders and barely reach the, the trap door. I'm like, Cornette blew out his knee from that height. I ain't doing that. <laughs> right? Also, but to be fair, Cornette landed the worst way he possibly could could have. He landed straight down on, with his legs straight down. That's going to jack your knee straight up, man. Because he was counting on Big Bubba to catch him, but Bubba didn't get there in time. Yeah. So now I'm going to poke Sullivan. you with a stick. He's got the gaff out and he's poking Savage with it. That hurt kind of, didn't it? Well, you're aware of it. Makes you aware of it. Oh, here we go. Savage to the high rent district. Can he even jump with that cage? Oh, okay. it's the uh, double axe handle. Okay. Doug kind of looked like he hit him right in the face with that, though. Well, yeah, because Zeus doesn't know where to be. No. Double uh, X handle here. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you know who I thought this was at first when I first saw him come out until I got a better look at him? I thought it was the Warlord from WWF, like the, um, uh, you know, the, the half silver yeah. face mask Warlord, but it's not him. Just another big roided up bald white guy. It looks like a good stiff breeze could blow that. <laughs> cage yeah down. well because there's no supports on the uh, if you look actually it's just two different sheets of um uh, of the chain link just put together and there's nothing really holding them there so i think they could go up through the middle of the cage if they wanted to and just somebody wrote gangsta and sharpie on the side of uh, zeus's head here as all true gangbangers do. Yeah, I learned that on the wire. Z Gangster, Tiny Lister, of course, a uh, was a former Crip, I believe. I don't know about the former part. Well. Maybe he was a, who, well, let's say, let's be fair. Let's say he was a Crip Emeritus at this point. Well, of course, Bruce Pritchard tells a story that he would not actually ride in a car one time with the uh, WWF at the time because the car was red. Mm -hmm. Don't ride and, no fire trucks. And uh, so they went and got him another car that was maroon. And that was yeah. okay. Close enough. <laughs> well, it's not red. Is it? And now Arn comes back in Sans uh, sweatsuit because now we're not completely surrounded yeah, by yeah now now we're going to get the good wrestlers anyway. in here so right. we can try to, try to salvage to this. this so we got arn and rick coming in rick strutting <laughs> doing everything he Jesus can Jones. 
All right, throw the very dangerous ultimate solution standing in the corner doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're calling this on the fly. Jesus, just stay just stay back, Jeep. Let let the real wrestlers handle this. Thank you. Good lord, what a crap show! You know this is this is one this is one issue that I have with Mattel they disrespect the hell out of jimmy hart's jackets like well, i was it, gonna say they don't have where's my doomsday cage match place at that's what i want to know <laughs> well not only that but i mean you think of all the crazy dusters that he had in the 80s and i don't see that they're all solid color this yeah no he always crap. had those things those things were always custom airbrushed mm-hmm. for every person that he managed it, it, was, it was pretty awesome no one has ever accused jimmy hart of lack of effort no, he's one of the hardest working men in, in wrestling. Got beer and uh, cans, baby. As long as you got a can of beans and some potatoes. And some taters. Taters and beans. Beans That's and taters. They really, need to bring back, they really need to bring back Legend's House. You know, yeah, it, it kind of looks depressing. It kind of looks like Hogan and Macho are like really fiending for cocaine right that's here. exactly what i was gonna say like they both <laughs> dive into this into this pile of white powder Dude. and both are extremely disappointed that it's uh, just white powder all of a sudden we got this white powder in us now let's go here they go with like just tin foil frying pans uh, yeah <laughs> this has to be seen to be believed is this even as stiff as a boy scout you know field ration kit here this is a mess kit like that, that's not a real frying pan and like it's it's boop boop it's not even hitting them hard it's ridiculous <laughs> oh my god that is just oh right in the ear Poor, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little boop on the side of jeep's head there let me just let me just snort some let me just snort some coke first <laughs> that's right i'm strong to the finish when i do my tootskies i'm hugging the sailor man <laughs> And so here's another thing. Uh, the, door, the door is wide open, guys. Why don't yeah, you just why, walk just out? Leave. Uh-oh, loaded glove. Like Lex uh, Luger needs that. Uh-oh. That's uh, like an exam glove. Is he going <laughs> to you know, hernia check here? Wait, wait. Whoa, Luger, whoa. Luger, hit, Luger hits flare? But he hesitates when he Savage moves. Then Savage moves, and then he hits flare. Oh, so I the thought... announcers make a lot of speculation out of this. And you'll notice, though, in a couple of months, Luger and Savage on the same side, or is this some long-term storytelling? From De- no, there's not. I'm kidding. And for some reason, right so when they Savage, walk out, Savage, Savage dives through. back into the ring to cover Flair. But there's never supposed to be a cover. You're supposed to just get out. I didn't say you wanted an excuse to crawl back through the coat pile. So uh, your winners, we think, are... Well, I- Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. I don't think anybody won this, including the audience. I I count it as a win here. I I need I need more coked up Hogan. <laughs> oh, Coke Hogan is. I mean, talk about something that happened ten years prior to this. Coke Hogan was absolutely at the top of his game. <laughs> I mean, just listen to any of Randy Savage's promos at the time. Brought to you by the letter cocaine. I mean, it's amazing. And now everybody's wondering what the hell happened. How could this? So we're just what, gonna, what happened to the faces of fear? Where are we're, they? We're just we're just gonna keep uh, the camera on these. 
people. The Samoans done R U N N O F T. They didn't come back for any of this. I mean, that, to your point, why just have all eight of them together just beat the bejesus out of these guys? Well, they uh, well they had six of them. Maybe if they had eight, that well, they had happen. eight. That's the thing. You know, eight is enough. The show's not called six is enough. It's called eight is enough. And now, in a postmortem, we've got uh, Shivani, Brain, and Dream again trying to make some sense out of all this nonsense. Looking for logic in illogical places. My goodness. Oh, here would have been a match of the night right here. I'm just going over the run sheet here. Mr. JL, as we all know, Jerry Lynn versus D Malenko. That's got to be a good match. Again, Steiners and Nasty Boys. They, you know, not a technical exhibition, but uh, some, certainly some Greco Roman knuckle sandwiches being distributed in that one. Uh, we've got Colonel Robert Parker versus Medusa in the same book of bad ideas, probably. What the hell is Loch Ness? Uh, that that is Ness. that is uh, Loch Ness. That is giant haystacks. haystacks. Giant haystacks. Okay. That is giant haystacks. Wow. That had to be a thing that happened. So my parents never bought pay per views, and uh, like they my dad would figure out, Hey, this, uh, wrestling comes on TNT, yada, yada, yada. So mostly what I watched growing up, I say growing up, but a lot of what I, wa a lot, a lot of what I watched was uh, WCW Saturday night because that came on TBS and we got to watch the Braves, right? Well, yeah. <clears throat> Braves country, baby. So I saw a lot of Jim Duggan and I remember distinctly the Loch Ness's, uh, debut. And they're talking about, you know, this big guy that came over from Europe and to be fair, I mean, 600 pounds, big old boy. And, yeah, so that's, that's a big fellow. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is going to be the guy they end Hulkamania. Hmm. And yeah, uh, unfortunately he had about a six month run there and uh, unfortunately died of cancer, uh, oh. I think a year afterwards. Um, rest in peace to the, the Loch Ness the giant I remember he had a TV title match with uh, Lex Luger because there was yeah. one of those WCW Saturday night you know quick like 15 second promos before you get mm -hmm. a commercial break right hey you Luger me you TV title I'll take you out and well needless to say it didn't happen and, uh, and thankfully I can say that this uh travesty is <laughs> uh, travesty was actually the word i was thinking kind of uh come to a close on that uh overall I, I i'm trying to think of uh one good thing to say it's over it's 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 over and uh and not like over over i mean like it's it didn't get it, over it is it, no it no longer happening yeah that's uh, course and uh yeah it was just not good i mean i can appreciate them taking chances like that and yeah we're being rough here it's hard to be creative but god bless them for taking a chance but it just didn't pan out mm -mm. i think this is something that probably makes a little bit more sense in a comic book um not so much in real life yeah leave, let's leave it to the marvel team team ups exactly so uh 
but yeah that that's uh that's uncensored 96 the doomsday cage match uh wow that's that's, that's about all i can say wow um, yep. so jd uh that being said i think we can go for the cover of the count and the victory on this do you uh have any parting words for our listening audience no uh, I, i'm just uh grateful that in the end my body was thrown clear of the explosion here um yeah check this out on, on the peacock and again compare this to six months later just like go, go and pick a random nitro six months from now like september october of 96 and see what has changed at least at the main event level with the uh the nwo coming in and absolutely changing the face of the wrestling landscape and really really um opening up to me the monday night wars i understand that nitro had been around for a couple of years uh before the nwo really got there or at least year year and change uh but it's not really a war if one side's slaughtering the other now wcw starts fighting back um so yeah I, that, that would be basically it you know watch this and say what the hell just happened to me and then watch something about six months down the road and see how different it is and feels. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, a sort of night and day difference. It's not even, <laughs> this, it's really not even the same company. Uh, yeah. It's, it's again, we, all... we've been, it's not like we've been really harsh. Coming <clears throat> up with creative stuff is hard. Okay. Like even yeah. just doing this, like what we do is, is, is not easy and we're, we suck at it and this isn't very creative. So I can't imagine like being an actual creative endeavor. Yeah. So respect uh, for the attempt and uh, it was a uh, noble failure. Yeah. So uh, just want to say uh, before we leave everybody at go dogs this weekend against Kentucky, uh, <laughs> this is a, uh, this is a trip game trip up. So mm -hmm. I hope they have their, their, I hope they're focused and uh, I think it's about time for the uh, Heisman uh, committee to start uh, acknowledging our QB here. That's right. At Acknowledge the tribal chiefs that set Quavius Bennett the fourth. At least put him in the top four. That's all we're Come asking. But, uh, anyways, that being said, JD, I'll listen. Oh, and a shout out to Michael Harris, the second uh, rookie of the year in the national oh. league. Yeah. Point that out too. Atlanta Braves on. Go Braves. Chop on. But that being said, I will list I will uh let's uh let's bid our listening audience adieu this time. Uh <laughs>